Hey everyone, thanks a lot for downloading the very first episode of The Secret Room. I'm Ben Ham, and I'm speaking to you from the future. I just wanted to drop in quickly and say, you know, the show has grown and changed a lot since we started. That's code for don't hold these early episodes against us. They get better. Dahlia Beta, who co-founded The Secret Room with me, has left the podcast. You can find out why she abandoned us in episode 27. It's called Dahlia's Big Reveal. And if you want to skip the early stuff and go straight to the better shows, let me recommend an interview I did with a young mother on her deathbed in the Netherlands. She wants to confess to her daughter who her real father is. He's an American movie star. But doing so would break a non-disclosure agreement. It will touch you. It's episode 64, and it's called My Daughter's Famous Father. So let me get out of your way so you can enjoy The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. Hi, do you mind if I ask you a question? Sure. Do you have a secret that you want to share with us today? Anything. Or a secret deodorant. <laughs> no, that's not good enough. My secret? Your identity is confidential. Oh, you want to know about my secret banana? <laughs> Please share about your secret banana. Okay, everyone. I secretly ate a banana at the grocery store this morning without paying for it. You did not pay for it? No. I'm Ben Ham. And I'm Dahlia Beta. We're your hosts as we navigate the deep waters of humanity. And listen to the stories no one ever tells. You are entering the secret room. Somewhere in a Los Angeles kitchen, there's a cupboard where a certain coffee mug rests safely. It belongs to today's guest. 20 years ago, when Catherine was in her late teens, at that point when teenagers think they know everything, she met a guy. She didn't know it at the time, but her interactions with this guy wound up teaching her something she would carry with her for the rest of her life. And to this day, he doesn't know the full impact his actions had on her. Nor does he have any idea that she took revenge on him. She hopes he never finds out because she feels awful about it. 20 years ago, I was a kid, 19, 20 years old, making new friends and ran into a charming, handsome young guy. It's funny, we I, we met at random at, uh, I know it sounds cheesy, but we really did meet um, at a bookstore and I was in the midst of having a long conversation instead of exchanging phone numbers, we exchanged IMs. Right, so you felt you felt a little safer giving yeah, in. Yeah, it was a I lot am. safer, yeah, so absolutely. This, this was before the days of dating apps? Yes. This was before the days of really texting all that much? Yes, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. So this was purely the days of AOL Instant Messenger. Yes. And you were perhaps embarking on a bold new frontier by giving somebody your AIM account. Absolutely. It felt less dishonest than the usual, I will give you six of my seven digits mm-hmm. and walk away. Or you didn't read the, the number on the bus board going by yes. and give that to him. Okay. Yeah. But he did have a legitimate way to contact you. He did. Okay. Catherine had just had a random encounter in a new city that started a journey that would lead her to the secret room some 20 years later. But her story's just begun. What she doesn't know yet is that this new man in her life will devastate her or that the events of the next six months will stay with her a lifetime. I was just new to the city. I had no idea where anything was. It seemed like, oh, he he was fresh um, from wherever uh, he was to LA as well. So, you know, you have that instant connection of we both don't know where anything is, but you've been here 
you know, six months longer than me. So it seemed as though at first blush you'd found a kindred spirit. Yes. You were both new to LA. You both liked the same music. Yes. And here you were in this store. This random meeting. Yeah. Yes. And so he was handsome. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tall, dark hair, dark eyes. Um, very good looking. And he seemed to take a liking to you. He thought I was cute. And he asked you out. I said, we can stay in touch. Instant messenger. That's all the cool kids were doing. Not true, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were probably pretty cool. Right. So I guess the cool kids were doing it. I guess so. Okay. And so how long did it take for him to contact you? Uh, A couple days. A couple days. I'd forgotten. Forgotten? Yeah. Okay. Um, So two days later, you get this message on your AIM account. Hey, would you like to meet up for uh, coffee? Sure. Sure. So we met for coffee, talked some more. Um, it was just fun to be able to hang out with someone who was also from the East Coast. Okay. So it felt like you were dating. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you were going to coffee, you were going to dinner. Yes. Maybe the movies. Yes. Okay. You know, chatting, sometimes chatting until uh, three in the morning. We're both like, oh, we have to go to work the next day. And right. Yeah. So, okay. it, so it was exciting. It was exciting. And so after a couple of months of this and invited him over, I was going to actually attempt to, to cook. He stayed over. We ended up having sex. It was great. And uh, he left the next morning. And the day after, I just sort of popped up to say, hello, you know, how's it going? Just sort of to try to ease the awkwardness, maybe. Okay, you wanted to test the waters after that first night together. Yeah. And check in, see how things work. Right. Okay. And nothing. Nothing back. Nothing. Zero. Not at all. Goose egg. Not anything. Wow. Yes. Okay, so that must have been a shock. Because it was quite a change. It was abrupt. It was a complete 180. Uh, you'd spent a lot of time building up to this moment. Yes. You'd invested time. You'd gotten to know each other. Yes. And then you felt that it was time for the next step. Yeah. And and I and of course, you know, after a, a few days of nothing, I sort of gave it a rest. Like, oh, maybe he's out of town. About a couple weeks later and still nothing. The thing about uh, at least uh, instant messenger back then is you could see the person online. You could you could see them. You could tell if he was logged in. Absolutely. I'm working. I'm doing other things. But I see. I'm like okay. And so I thought I am going to create uh, maybe another I am and sort of torture him a little bit. Okay. So you were pissed. That's putting it lightly. I was absolutely pissed off. I wasn't going to do the whole how could you that sort of thing. You were maturely pissed. Well, not so mature that I wasn't willing to torture the guy. You decided that you wanted some quote-unquote revenge. Yes. Did you run through some different scenarios in your head as to how you could teach him a lesson? There was no thought behind this. I just sort of knee-jerk reaction. Okay, so you had it all figured out. I don't know if I had it all figured out as much as it was just a knee-jerk reaction of, all right, I see some, I see he's on IM, probably chatting with someone. I'm going to create another email address and pop on. And see if he engages me. Wow. And that's what I did. This time I did the build up of, you know, a couple of weeks of chatting and very sexy chat. and As somebody else. As someone else. And, uh, hey, let's, let's meet for, for dinner. I'm going to dress provocatively in someplace a good 30 minutes away from where I know he is. 
So you uh, impersonating or standing in as, as a fictitious woman <laughs> yes. asked to meet him after talking to him for a while. Yes. And then set up a date. Yes. And it was kind of a distance from where he lives. Yes. So he drove out there intentionally yes. so. In, L- in LA traffic. In LA traffic. And then the fictitious woman obviously never appeared. No show. How long did it take him to write back and say, hey, where were you? Probably as long as it took him to get back home. So same night. Yes. After the break, Catherine gets a surprise call. And it turns this whole experience upside down for her. We'll be back to Ben's interview with Catherine from L.A. in a sec. But first, we'll check in on some other episodes of The Secret Room and hear from sponsors that help make The Secret Room possible. Hey, Dahlia. Hey, Ben. Unless it wasn't totally obvious, I just wanted to say we changed Catherine's voice at her request. <laughs> yeah, I think people can tell. Yeah, totes obvi. Um, so can we talk Do about... Do not the- say totes obvi. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> just, I, just ad-libbing. <laughs> Jesus. Start over. <laughs> <laughs> We're so including that. <laughs> so can we talk about the podcast a little bit here? Definitely. It's only my favorite topic. <laughs> Getting to this point has been so much work. Yes, but it's also been so much fun. I thought it would be nice to touch base with our listeners at this point and just say thank you for getting on board with our very first episode. Totally. Much gratitude. So amazed. Yeah. And should we tell them a little bit about ourselves too? I mean, not too much because, you know, we have to have our secrets. I think we'll be called upon to share some secrets at some point, Dahlia. We'll see. I'm in D.C., Washington, D.C., and you're in Jersey City, and you happen to have a sick Manhattan skyline view. <laughs> True. It's yeah, sick. It is sick. And we totally produce the podcast over the internet. Yep. Coming to you through the magic of Skype and Audacity and iTunes and SoundCloud, and you get the idea. We both have full-time day jobs, and we're podcasters by night creating this show for the love of podcasting and also because we really love to hear your stories you so graciously share with us. Um, I don't know about you, Ben, but I don't sleep so much anymore. No, me neither. We've just been spending so much time on this podcast, but we've had so much support over the last six months that we've been prepping for our first show. Yeah, there's been a lot of interest. So many people sharing secrets. Yeah, so many people are coming to the secret room, like the Uber driver who tells us about things her fares tell her, or the celebrity makeup artist who tells us about how celebrities have tortured her. And then hey, wait, there's the... Ben, you know, wait. Don't give everything away. Okay, you're right. We'll save those for later. Can we at least talk about the secrets we'll hear next week then? Okay, yes. We have two secrets coming your way next week. Secrets come in all sorts of shapes and sizes and lengths. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, you'll hear from Tom, a man who has a rather racy secret. It was really fun. It was really great to just be like, you, I want to have sex with you. Let's go have sex and just start. First time I'd done that. And Stuart, a veteran who did something he regrets. I've told this story to people, but it was always somebody else that did it. Can't wait to share with everyone. Cool. And now, back to Ben's interview with Catherine from L.A., the jilted lover who sought revenge online. So after a few weeks, three characters later, I get a contact from him um, saying, with an apology, I'm really sorry. Um, I, it was 
really not right what I did, and um, I would like to still maintain a friendship. These women in LA are so flaky. So he didn't have any sense that you were behind this? No. Not at all? Not at all. Would never occur to him that I was that evil. Between the three characters that you had created, about how many false dates do you think you sent him on? A good 15. So after about 15 false dates, he comes back to you and says, I'm really sorry. So yeah, after, you know, contacting me to apologize. And, and what did you say to him when he apologized? Thanks. I think he had earned uh, me accepting the apology, considering the amount of torture that I sent them through, just the aggravation of driving. At no point did you ever think that you should give him another chance. No. So you played the good friend, you let him complain and cry on your shoulder. I wasn't really sympathetic, but as I got to know him as someone he wasn't trying to sleep with anymore, he seemed like a pretty decent but lost person. But he's about to surprise her in a way that will make her think twice about how she views people in the future. Probably during all of that, he was pretty heartbroken and was you know, crying through. Pussy is probably the <laughs> way he thought he could solve his issues. And it was just unfortunate that he ran into me and I was one of those pussies that he thought he could cry through. Um, so okay yeah and so did you ever see him again i'd had movers who messed up their time to to move me and i'm running against the deadline of being out of my apartment and uh he had called said oh i was thinking about you how are you doing i'm screwed right now i'm trying to figure out how i'm gonna move all of my stuff uh wait right there i'll come over well i'll bring a truck and he helped me move hmm which was unbelievably sweet. Um, so I, yeah, that made me feel even worse. And you know, it, it, there were a couple of times where I sort of felt like I wanted to say, oh, hey, by the way, all those crappy dates that you went on that the chicks didn't show up about that. Um, but I- You never told him. I never did, I never did. Because I, I figured, uh, let sleeping dogs lie, I guess. I learned a lot about being able to be uh, empathetic from him. Even now, even you know, 20 years later, I still find myself having to be able to put myself in someone else's shoes to sort of understand where they're coming from. But for him, I thought I was making myself feel better. You know, I didn't realize that he was already going through some stuff. And then I piled on basically just for my own amusement. And it was very, not a very good thing. At one point for my birthday, sent me this candy thing at my job with a bunch of candy and a mug and coffee. And I still have the mug, still to this day. I can open up my 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 cabinet and I see it. And uh, I I think I still haven't forgiven myself for doing that to someone. And I think that's part of why I keep that mug front and center. It's sort of to remind me, this was not my shining moment as a human being. I think about him every day. When you see the mug. When I see the mug. That's it's really sort of sweet. like my, my way of maybe torturing myself a little bit. Aww. I don't know. It's been a long time though. Maybe, it has, maybe yeah. it's time to forgive yourself. <laughs> but so you've never told anybody this secret. I have not. 
Why not? I like to think of myself as a good person, but the way that I handled that situation handled him and I'd never had any sort of dealings with like a one night stand or anything like that. Totally green to that. I don't know. I just didn't handle any of that very maturely. And sometimes I would, I would say, oh, well, I was, I was a kid back then, but I think that's not really the most solid excuse for that was some low down (laughs) crazy girl behavior. (laughs) And so why do you think that you've decided to share your secret in the secret room today? One, it's a heck of a secret, but two, I, I think it's sort of a way of exorcising that particular bad thing that I did to someone and being able to finally live with myself and being able to be okay with just learning from that experience and moving on. He's long since moved on, I'm sure. So do you think maybe it's time to move the mug? Uh, it's a nice mug. You know, it's... <laughs> okay, I don't know. you can it's, leave it there. Yeah, it's in the, the, the back of the cupboard. But, yeah. you know, I, I do, you know, I see it. And I don't right. know. So the mug's going to stay there? Probably. Okay. All right. If you were to run into him today, do you think he might have something new to say? No. <laughs> you just let sleeping dogs lie. Yes. Uh, maybe you lost weight, you gain weight. Good to see you. <laughs> That's it. And that is it. Okay. Maybe he'll hear the podcast and he won't even know it's about him. Oh, he'll know. Oh, you think so? Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll see if he pops up on Instant Messenger. <laughs> you probably don't have that account anymore. No. Right. All right. Well, Catherine, thank you very much for joining us in the secret room today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Okay. You know, that's really something. Catherine has literally held on to this sense of guilt for something that she did when she was a teenager, when she already thought she knew like how the world worked and everything, and she pulled this prank on somebody who ghosted her. Yeah, and she still feels it to this day, which to me is so sweet. Sweet, or I don't know, that's, that's pretty... That's pretty hard on yourself. So did you ever uh, play a prank on somebody that you regretted? (sighs) When I was a little girl, like around five or six, actually, I thought it would be really funny to lock my one-year-old sister in the bathroom. (laughs) Oh my God. I did, I locked her in the bathroom. That sounds really dangerous. It was. She got really quiet, and we didn't know what was going on, and my mom had to call the fire department to break down the door. And Oh, my God. How pissed was your mother at you? <laughs> I mean, I was little. I was, like, five or six, so she must have been mad, but she wasn't, like, you know, super mad at me. I don't remember. I just remember being really scared, and, like, when we opened the door... My sister was so quiet because she had spent the last 15 minutes emptying the entire roll of toilet paper into the toilet. That was her her way of distracting herself. (laughs) You know, you must have felt terrified. I can only imagine being you, not to discount the feelings your sister might have had, but you must have been so terrified when you realized that you had well, locked your sister in there. she definitely was not terrified. But yeah, and I mean, to the, the fact that I still feel regret from this thing that I was like a I don't even know how I remember it at all but yeah it's pretty it's funny wow well so these things do kind of stay with you yeah what about you yeah 
Actually, I do have a, a prank that I regret. I wasn't the ringleader of this prank, but I did get kind of roped into it. Um, a number of years ago, my best friend got married and I was at the wedding, of course. Somehow, a bunch of the groomsmen and I managed to talk the front desk person at the hotel where my best friend and his new bride were staying that night to let us into their room. We proceeded to booby trap the room. We set the alarm clock for 4 a.m. under the bed and I think we wrote a bunch of things on the mirror in the bathroom with shaving cream and maybe some other dumb jokes like short sheeting the bed or something. I, I don't remember. You know, I think that we kind of spoiled their wedding night. It was a bunch of really stupid stuff and maybe could have been taken in good humor, but it probably wasn't what they were looking for when they got back to their hotel room. You know, they're probably exhausted and they're celebrating their new marriage. And, and I kind of got the feeling that they were not very pleased with me. So. I get it, but they should have had a better sense of humor. That sounds like it would have been funny. Yeah, but you know, I, I played a role in it and I really think it kind of created a problem. That's the feeling I got. I've never told anybody about this, by the way. This is the first time I've ever really talked about this. Yeah. But you never ghosted anybody, right? Oh my God. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my God. No comment. Okay. <laughs> Oh, are people listening to this? I think so. <laughs> yeah. So that's our show for this week. I'm Dahlia Beta. And I'm Ben Ham. Props to Breakmaster Cylinder for composing our theme and some of the music in our show, without which we would certainly be adrift in the podverse. And a shout out to Acast for hosting and promoting our show, and also to our intrepid street secret team, which hunts down the secrets you hear at the top of every show. And to our brave contributors, we hope you're sleeping a little more soundly after sharing your secrets. And we just completed a photo shoot to help publicize the podcast. We shot on location at Putnam's Pub and Cooker in Clinton Hill in Brooklyn, New York. It's a great little joint, and I want to say thanks to Sarah Smith there for letting us shoot in their cellar. Also, thanks to Ian Krauss, our kick-ass photographer. You can check out some of his work at iankraus.com. And for the first time ever, I had my makeup done by a professional. You can check out Marina Boscova's work at makeupmarina.com. And lastly, I'm wearing an incredible hat, and that hat was created by Katarina. You can check out her work at Katarina Hats on Instagram. And if you like The Secret Room, please take a moment to post a review on iTunes. It really does help, and it's going to help get the show in in front of a lot more people. And subscribe! If you'd like to share a secret on our show, you can always visit thesecretroompodcast.com or you can call our anonymous voicemail at 929-265-TSRP. Or tweet us at TSR Podcast and we will contact you. You can find me on Twitter at Dahlia Beta. And I'm at HamPod, that's with two M's. Until next week, share your secrets. And pod on! <laughs> <laughs>